Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Leah, and tonight I am joined by Amanda for our very first quick shot together. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Okay, on this quick shot of romance, we are doing a dish best served cold by... What? A dish best served hot. Oh, why do I have cold? (laughs) Never mind, I lied. Um, okay. See, I can't do intros, apparently. A dish best served hot by Natalie Kenya. <laughs> Sorry, friends. Okay. Um, so I, what is the release date on this one? I don't have that written down. Okay. It's October 31st. Okay, October 31st, 2023. We are recording this prior to release, so that is why I'm a little bit of a hot mess, so. Yeah. All good. Okay. The tropes are a single dad. It is a second chance family series. There is great mental health rep and LGBTQIA plus rep. Um, it is the part of the Vega family love stories. Um, and it is an interconnected standalone, but I did not read book one, which yes, I know like mortal sin because book one was amazing says everybody. And it's, I, I own it. I have downloaded. I just have not dove into it. I did not read book one, but I was not lost at any point in this book. Um, it is told in third person point of view. It is a little bit of a slow burn with a 67% put out percentage. And Valentina Ortiz is doing the audiobook. Um, if you are an audiobook aficionado. And yes, there is a third act breakup. And it broke me. It really it was it was rough. It was so it was, rough. It was very rough, but it was necessary in the moment, but it worked. It made sense. It's one of those third act breakups that it really it made sense. And like if it had played out differently, then I don't think it would have I don't think the book would have been as believable. No, I think they needed it. I need they needed that conflict. Okay, so let's talk about Saint and Lola. But before we get to Saint and Lola, let's talk about the grandpas. <laughs> They're so funny. So Benny and Papo are the grandpas of this book, which are different grandpas than the first book. Well, one of the grandpas is the same. Papo's the same, yeah. But they have a little bit of a prank war going at the nursing home. They do. And it's it's pretty hilarious. They're the biggest troublemakers, but I love them so much. And they are like the perfect comic relief and blend throughout the the heavy of this book that it, it works really well. Yeah, I think they're a great balance. Mm. So let's talk Lola and Saint actually this time. So they met when they were in high school. They dated. They were a thing. And then... When Saint went to the service, Lola disappears and they break up and they have no communication for years and years and years. Yeah, 17 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But Lola has moved back to their hometown. Yes. And I think they're they're in Chicago, right? In Mm -hmm. Humboldt Park area of Chicago. Yeah, they're in Chicago. So she has come home. Um, He does not realize that she has come home and she has not searched him out at all. For reasons yeah and she, they, um, go ahead <laughs> but she um she's she's something 
she is um she's a really fierce character like Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed her a lot honestly like as I I started the book and I was reading I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like either one of these characters really yeah there's just because he was so saint is a nickname he is Santiago Vega Jr he hated being called Jr and Lola dubs him saint because he is he is a good guy he is the one who does good he wants to save people and so he becomes saint and he just he rubbed me the wrong way for some of the book but by the end of it I really did like both of them and their character arcs but yeah I was like 35% into this I'm like I don't know about these two oh I think maybe because I read the first book and he's in the first book a little bit um Mm -hmm. which is his sister's book and you see him like kind of go to bat for Rosie and just his interactions with his family in that book so I was already kind of you already liked him yeah I was already team saint I think see I really liked the way he was with Rosie and the way he was like her protector and papa bear in all of the right ways and like he was like such a fierce advocate for her her and her schooling because she's in preschool and she does not speak at school and I loved the way that that whole storyline came about and so that's why I was like I really hope I like him because I was no go ahead I can I can see that if you didn't read the first book because he's he kind of comes off a little I don't know, maybe a little standoffish or a little how harsh, harsh, you think? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking harsh, but I will say like, as a mom of a daughter who would go to preschool and not speak, like, I loved the fact that he was like, it's okay that she doesn't talk there. It's okay that she, she does the things that she's supposed to, but it is okay. Like, yeah. we will figure out like what is going on like I knew I knew going into it like what my daughter's issues was like it wasn't a thing that we had to figure out like she's just inherently uncomfortable when she doesn't know people but as she gets there she opens up and Rosie actually is very similar like she was in comfortable situations and then she starts to really blossom because around the family like Rosie talks and then when Lola Lola and her create this special connection and she really like starts to open up with her. So I'm like, I saw a lot of my daughter in the Rosie character. So it's like, and that was one of the things that really endeared me to Saint. Cause I appreciated yeah. the way that he dealt with that whole situation. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite thing about him. It's just his, him being a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Lola, as you get to know her character, like I said, I wasn't like, I wasn't sure about her, but it was more in the sense where like, she's very, you didn't get the nitty gritty of Lola at the beginning, but as the book goes, like you under, you get to learn more about her upbringing and her family and her background. And the fact that she, she goes to bat for everybody around her, but not necessarily for herself. And I really, liked that quality in her oh yeah I think that they both I think there's a line in the book and it says something about how they both ended up going on to serve other people 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a huge theme. And she carries that out within the community in a just a really beautiful way. And I think that was, you know, that's one of her best qualities in this book as well. Yeah. And that's the thing, like her sense of community is wonderful, but she goes, she fights for the the ones that need the help, like the ones that look down on, because part of this book, there's a whole storyline where they close down, they're closing down a shelter where kids who have been kicked out because of their sexual orientations or their behaviors. And so they have this safe space to go to. Like they are the LBGTQIA plus kids who need that landing place and she fights for these kids and she loves these kids because she was one of those kids essentially and she wanted somebody she wanted to be the advocate that she never had and I think that is a really great part of this story yeah it really is and I think you know the center was also a place where she spent a lot of her time as a youth and she wanted to kind of give back Um, Mm -hmm. in a way that you know that was brought that all together kind of brought it all home I guess well and it brought it full circle like that was the biggest thing with this story is like a lot of the stuff that happened it was all full circle like they really came back to their the core of who they were when they were together and like they they have instances where like they work through their past issues and how Lola felt like saint was embarrassed of her and didn't appreciate who she was as a person back then and didn't want to sully his reputation um as to who he was and but he didn't see it that way like he saw it as a different perspective which i thought was an interesting fight for them to have because she had it in her mind like this is why he did these things things and it it wasn't driven by that but as she tells him all about this he's like maybe I I did a little bit yeah and I think he just he had no idea that she was feeling that way either and he had a lot of stuff going on with his role in his family and feeling a lot of Mm -hmm. pressure and wanting to keep her for himself separate from his family and Mm -hmm. you know I think he when she tells him how she feels that he you know he can take that self-reflection and understand what she's what she's getting at even though he Mm -hmm. didn't mean it that way right and that was the thing it was like he wanted to be selfish like he wanted this one thing where nobody else could taint it and I and like as like their story progressed that's why I really did start to like them because it when it came to each other like they were like this selfish little bubble like the two of them and Rosie, like they created this selfish little bubble, but not selfish in a bad way. Like they really were inherently better together, but they, they truly caught in their own ways over and over again. They did. And, and they did it despite being pretty communicative. I think, I mean, they were, Mm -hmm. you know, they talked to each other quite a bit and I just think they couldn't get out of their own ways and the way they were set in their mindset, even though they were talking about it, it's still just Mm -hmm. kind of, it still got in their way. It did. And it takes this big blow up and this big event to happen where like 
the third act breakup and like 80%, 87%, I'm sitting in my office, like at work, I had finished what I was like needed to do. And I had some downtime. So I'm like finishing the book, like tears were running down my face. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I could not, I couldn't handle it. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like this is, this is something else, but like, it's one of those things that it was emotionally driven, like everything that was said, but at the same time, there was so much truth and pain in those like words at the same time. And it was so real. It was, I, you know, I think I have that in my notes about how real her characters are. And it was the same way in the first book. Like, like it just like these people gut me like it's, <sighs> I don't know. And then also too, that even the, the big thing that happens is very emotional too. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not even just them getting, you know, their feelings airing those out. It's like, there was so much big stuff happening in the end of this book. Well, and it all like came to like this big giant head and it's like, all of a sudden, all these things are happening and affects like everybody around them. And it's not just the two of them. It is his brother and Rosie and like the grandparent or the grandpas and like the, the grand, the grandpas, like, they give them both some tough love at the end of the book. And the grandpas are like, bring the grovel. Like they oh, are yeah. the, they are the like culmination and like the, the reason for the grovels. And I love that. Yeah. They're hammering down the truth in the end. Oh yeah. Well, and they put, they put aside their prank war for a little bit. I'm sure it will continue because I mean, with the way those two were like going at each other, was just perfect. But I think like at the end, it's like, they're not friends, but they're not enemies at the same time. Yeah. They, they've, you know, gotten together for a common purpose here at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, they begrudgingly like each other that like, they won't, they won't admit it, but they do. They really do. And I just, I think that having that like dynamic and the, the way that both of them see saint and lola in themselves like is a big thing and like they they throw some hard truths at them like benny who is lola's grandfather he is benny not not a boylo or anything like that nope, he's just benny but benny shows like says like i don't want you to be miserable like i am or maybe it was saint's grandfather that said that it was one of them i can't remember which one but like they both were basically like if you continue down this path like you're going to be alone. Like Benny, he's like, I ran my wife off. Like I am yeah. the reason she left. Like you have to be able to bend. Yeah. You have to let other people in um, fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, you know, it, it was, she did a really good job with mirroring the characters and then showing like the character growth and then mm-hmm. being able to impart their wisdom onto them. And then kind of like the same way they've learned. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but there's definitely like, there definitely was a lot of growth. There was personal growth. There was emotional growth. There was growth in the relationships, like all around them, which I thought was a really smart thing for her to do in the way that she wrote this story. But there's also like, there's so much connection and family is such an important part in this story but it wasn't always the positives of family that she highlighted it's sometimes those negatives of the closeness of the family and how those dynamics can really affect decisions 
and behaviors. And I thought that was an interesting take on it. Yeah, I agree. And she also had, you know, you have Saint's family, which you get in the first book, and they kind of explore the negative side in that book as well. Um, but then you also get in this one, the negative part with Lola's family, because they have, they have a lot going on in their family, which mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it plays into the whole part why she had to leave when she was younger and a big part into the things that are happening in this book and the, you know, in present. But, you know, I think there was a lot of family growth and dynamic. And then also too, on top of that with the community as well, mm -hmm. like not just the family. I mean, there was a whole, you know, there's a whole side story with the community. Well, and even like the reasoning behind some of the decisions that were made in the book and the secrets that were kept and things like that. And there's, there's a lot of hurts, but a lot of heels in this book too. Yeah, I would agree. It's, there's a, there's just a lot of big feels all around in this book, I think. So many feels, but Rosie, I love a book for the kid. I really do. And she's adorable. Like she's some of my adorable. favorite parts involve her. Wow. And like, there's a couple moments where like Saint, like he's such a good girl dad. Yeah. He's I, like, it, he's like the ultimate girl dad. Yeah. I love when he does her hair because I think you know, I don't know. That was just like, I, I love watching like guys do their daughter's hair. Like you get all those little videos online or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there picturing one of those in this scene. And I was like, oh, just like my heart's melting. Well, but I love the history behind it too. Like it wasn't like I learned because of her. He's like, there was more to it. And I thought that was a really great piece of him that like he never shared before. And so Lola's getting an insight into more of him as like he is inviting her into like the relationship with him and Rosie and you get you get the the background of him and Rosie's mom and like you which you got to read it because it makes sense and it works and I but uh, one does. thing I appreciated too though is like oftentimes you get a book where like the hero and the heroine have broken up and one of them is celibate and one of them isn't but we didn't get that in this book. Like they both, they both lived their lives. Like there wasn't always positives to it. There wasn't always negatives to it, but they, they were living life, which I, yeah, liked. they were just, it was, it was all very real. I mean, it all <laughs> felt very natural. I mean, there was a reason why they weren't together anymore. And it, yeah. like you said, it really makes sense. Yeah. Like you kind of want to like slap Lola aside the head a little bit for some of her decisions that she made like at that point. But it's like, again, like, she was 17. She's 17, yeah. And it's like, if you're making all the right decisions at 17, you are a wonder. A wonder. Okay. Yeah, it's not happening. No. But I did. I just, by the end of the book, like, I really liked the dynamic of the characters. I liked the way that these two came together. And I thought that, like, she gave them such a realness. I was like, she made me love them. Good. Yay did i really enjoyed this and honestly she easter egged us enough for one of the brothers and the best friend of the sister who i assume you get a little bit of her in book one yeah you get a fair bit of her in book one so you definitely have to go back and read that one i will but i really hope that they are next because I think rosie drops so. some secrets she does and i i think it is there's a it's not on amazon but it's it's on goodreads that like the third book has a name 
It isn't and, anything though. Yeah. There's I know. like six of these Vegas. I know. And then There's and twins. then not even and then there are the cousins. So I don't it's know true. if we're gonna so get cousins too. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. Well, and there's that whole like dynamic with the cousins and the sister yeah. who like is, has moved home because it could be like the this the one cousin and that that guy and who the, I don't want to tell you the, who yeah. that guy is. Yeah, yeah. But like exactly. they had a moment. So it could it could be anyone. It could be that too. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. But I want it all. <laughs> I know. I need I need to read book one because this is just it's such a great story and like they just it's really well done. All right. If you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will take a look at it. Thank you, Amanda, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk books with you. <laughs> and until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.